0: Congratulations, you made it to the new year. And and when we think about the new year, when we think about January 1st, uh, depending on your personality, you have different thoughts about how you approach the new year, how you think about the new year. For some of you, if you're anything like me, you have written down your resolutions, your goals, you've thought through, you know, how you're gonna crush this year and make 2023 the best year ever. And for others of you, the new year is just, the turn of the calendar page. It's just a different number on your phone. And we all think about the new year in in different ways. And depending on how last year went for you impacts how you think about the coming year. Now, one of the things that I do is I love to read blogs and listen to podcasts from entrepreneurs or growth experts. And around this time of year, they're all talking about resolutions. They're all talking about goals. I want you to think, how many of you set resolutions or goals for the new year. Some of us do, but, but some of us don't. Did you know that 50% of Americans set some kind of resolution every single year and 22% give up in the first week? They just give up. And 60% have given up by the time summer rolls around. They don't even make it through half of the year. And the other day, Katie sent me a meme that said a new year's resolution is just a to-do list for the first week of January. And I think that's kind of how we feel when we think about new year's resolutions and goals. And these goals, these resolutions, they range from, from losing weight, quitting smoking, starting a business or going back to school, um, getting out of debt, that's a real common one. Do you know the two resolutions that people quit the fastest? Do you know what they are? Losing weight and getting out of debt. Those are the two that people give up the fastest. Why? They're really hard. They require an enormous amount of life change. You see, resolutions and goals, they're nice. They have their place. I don't, I don't, I'm not down on them. I, I, I do them myself. But I think there's something better than a resolution or a goal. And that is focus on one thing. Focusing on one word because there is power in focusing on one thing. See, the older we get, the more that maybe you shake your head at this idea that one thing could actually make a difference. That maybe one person could change a family or change a school or change a nation. But the reality is every time the world has changed in history, every time a family or a relationship has changed in history, it started with one person. Now, a group of people may take it across the finish line. A group of people needs to be rallied to finish something, but it always started with one person. And so as we start this new year as a church, one of the things that I wanna encourage us to do is to focus on the power of one. Now, here's a little background for my story. For years, I was overweight. When Katie and I got married, I've shared this before, uh, I was 200 pounds heavier than she was on our wedding day. And so every year as January rolled around, I would make another resolution or a goal that this was the year I was gonna lose weight. This was the year I was gonna finally you know, shed these pounds. And I tried everything. I tried shakes, I tried fasting, I tried exercising, I tried all kinds of things. And none of it ever seemed to work. And I remember I went to a doctor at one point and I went to him and I said, you know, my goal is I wanna lose weight and be skinny. I'm tired of being fat. I'm tired of being 300 plus pounds. And he looked at me and he said, Josh, that's a terrible goal. He said, don't make losing weight be your goal. And I, and I sat there and, and I looked at him and I said, well, why not? And he said, make being healthy your goal. He said, you can lose weight and not be healthy. He said, there are lots of people who are skinny who aren't healthy. He said, instead, focus on the thing that will bring the lasting change to your life. And that's the power of focusing on the right thing. And so what is that right thing? How do we find that? What's interesting is I've gotten older and look back on that interaction with the doctor. One of the things that I've seen in scripture and in science backs up what he has to say. And that's what I wanna look at today as we start our new year. This is what it says in Proverbs chapter four. It says, above all else, Guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt talk from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil. You see, many of the Proverbs in the Old Testament are written from a king to his son, passing on wisdom to him. This older saint, this older sage, helping somebody who in their teens, in their 20s, learn how to get to the end in life. And when you think about 2023, there is power in what this proverb has to say. Focus. Don't turn to the right. Don't turn to the left. Stay on the straight path. See, Proverbs 4 tells us the most important thing is what we focus on. And this is what this doctor in this interaction was trying to get at. Josh, what is it that you're trying to focus on? See, and when we think about resolutions or goals, we can focus on the wrong things. Instead of, we focus on what the end result is, but what about the person we're becoming in that process? What about the person that we're becoming or not becoming as we move towards losing weight or getting out of debt? And so the writer of Proverbs says, guard your heart but the reason we need to guard our heart is because everything flows from our heart. The Bible, when it uses the word heart, it's talking about all of us, this encapsulation of our entire person, our entire being. He says, guard your heart because everything flows out of it. And you might think, well, what? what's in my heart? And when we think about it, one of the ways to think about it is what is it that you love? What is it that you desire? What is it that you focus on? Those are the things that are wrapped up in your heart. As one writer said, you are what you love. And so the things that we love have this way of shaping the people we are and the people that we become. So think about it like this. As you think towards 2023, what is it that you love? What is it that you Desire. What do you think is the most important thing right now in your life, in this season of life? What is the one thing that you would love to see happen in the coming year? You see too often we're kind of flippant about that. We, We don't think too deeply about it, but we need to pay attention to our desires. We need to pay attention to the things that we love because those desires, those things that we love become the things that we focus on and then our focus has a way of shaping the people that we become. See, and this is important because we need to ask God, and this is what I wanna encourage us to do as we start our year is say, God, what is it that you want me to focus on in 2023? God, what, who is the person that you want me to become? What does God want you to focus on? What does God want you to desire in 2023? What does God want you to love in 2023? See, this is what the writer of Proverbs says in verse 25, let your eyes look straight ahead. That's focus. That's looking directly at something. That is making sure that you are moving in the right direction. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet. Do you think carefully about the path that you're gonna take in life? Do you think carefully about the decisions that you're gonna make in this coming year? Because the reality is every decision that you make, big or small, will begin to add up and slowly your life and my life simply becomes the sum of all the choices we've made. So are you thinking deeply about the path that you're going to set yourself on? Then be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or the left. Keep your foot from evil. See, this is the principle of one focus. See, it matters what it is that we focus on. It matters if you have a family, what your family is gonna focus on in this coming year, what you're going to look to, because the focus and attention that you give to something determines the person that you become. If you don't believe me, simply look at where you are today and you can look back over the last year, the last couple of years, and you can see what you focused on. Because the focus over 2020, 2021, 2022, has made you the person that you are as you start 2023. See, and Jesus even said this in Matthew 5 when he talks about what's in us. He says in Matthew 5, he says, but the things that come out of the person's mouth come from the heart and these defile them for out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, and slander. And so Jesus says in Matthew, the things that are inside of us, the things that are in our heart eventually come out. And this is why it matters so deeply what it is we focus on. It matters so deeply that we make sure that we're navigating and asking, what is it that I love? What is it that I desire? What is it that I'm focusing on? See, this is the part, as I talked with this doctor, that scripture really backs up. What I focus on determines the person that I become. But science also backs up what scripture has to say. See, every year, I I read a lot of books. I love to read. uh, I love to read history and and leadership and personal growth and ministry books. And in 2019, I did an exercise where I put a list of books together that I wanted my kids to read before they graduated high school. Things that had impacted me, lessons that I had gleaned from books that I wanted them to learn or maybe even being reinforced from a different author. And one of the books that I put on that list that all of my kids uh, we'll read it, and most of them have read it already is the book called atomic habits by james clear and his research actually backs up what we find in proverbs 4 see clear said that becoming a new person and keeping a new habit which a lot of us are going to try over the next few days that becoming a new person and keeping a new habit is wrapped up in a simple two step process one decide the person you want to be and two prove it to yourself with small wins The first thing is to decide the person you want to be, the person you want to become. This is the focus of what Proverbs 4 talks about. Who are you becoming? What path are you going on? Where are you going to end up? See, what we focus on and give attention to determines the person we become. Who you are, who you're becoming. Not just who you're becoming, but what kind of person does God want you to become in this year? What kind of character does God want you to grow in over this coming year? Five years from now, what kind of person does God want you to be? See, we don't think about this very often. We don't ask, who is it that God wants me to be? Instead, we focus on what other people are doing. We get envious of other people's dreams or goals or life. We need to ask, who has God created me to be? God didn't create you to be somebody else. God didn't create you to live out somebody else's calling or dream. He gave it to you. I've talked to so many people over the years who are doing something, who have a career who took a major in college, not because they wanted it, but because their parents wanted it for them. Or they ended up somewhere and they look back and they think, I wish I would have turned left there instead of right. But I turned right because somebody else wanted me to. And we miss so many opportunities because instead of becoming the person God wants us to become, we become the person somebody else wants us to become. See, and this is the the whole point of that conversation with that doctor. See, the point is, he was right. There's a difference between being healthy and losing weight. We all know people who eat fast food six times a week and they're skinny just because of their metabolism or genetics. But there is a difference between being a person who's losing weight and someone who's healthy. See, being healthy is about the person you're becoming. It's not just physically, but also relationally, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. And here's one of the things that I learned over the years of losing weight in my journey is that being healthy is about what's happening in you. Whereas losing weight is what's happening to you. Being healthy is what's happening in you. It's the person that you're becoming. And what did Jesus say? It matters what happens in you. It matters what happens to you because the writer of Proverbs says, guard your heart because everything flows from that. And so the first step is to determine the person that you want to become. The second step is to prove it to yourself with small wins. See, we often, with a goal, we'll set unrealistic expectations. This is one of the reasons most people give up on resolutions and goals in their life. Maybe we'll say, you know, this is the year I'm gonna start running. And you make this goal of running five times a week, which is a great goal. But the reality is, is that you maybe don't run at all. And so you're not going to wake up and run five days a week all of a sudden. You maybe will wake up the first day, the second day you're begrudgingly gonna do it. And the third day that alarm's gonna go off, you're gonna look out and see it's still dark outside and your bed is nice and warm. And you're just gonna stay there. Or maybe you think, this is something I did in college where I thought I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna read my Bible when it's dark out because that's what really spiritual people do. That's what Jesus did. He got up while it was still dark and wanted to be alone with his father. So I did that. I'm not a morning person. I remember falling asleep while, while doing my devotions. I felt so bad about it. And so the reality is, is that we don't become the people we want to become because we set unrealistic expectations on ourselves. See, one of the things that I love, there's this great story that James Clear tells in his book, is that he tells clients that are hoping to lose weight, he tells them to go to the gym for five minutes, three days a week, That's it, five minutes, three days a week. He tells them to walk in, lift one weight, just do one exercise, and then walk out. Now, I remember the first time that I heard this story, I thought, that is the dumbest idea. How is that even gonna help anybody do anything? How is it to go in for for less than five minutes, do one thing, and walk out? And he tells them, right now, you're not the kind of person who goes to the gym. You have to prove to yourself that you're the kind of person who goes to the gym. You have to become the kind of person who goes to the gym. See, this is the reality of proving it to ourselves with small wins. This is the reality of what comes when we really think through what is it that God wants us to focus on? Who is the person that I'm becoming? And then how do I take small little steps along the way to get there? Those are small wins. See, the same thing can be applied to reading your Bible. What if instead of saying, I'm gonna read through the Bible in a year, which is a great goal, But what if instead you said, I'm going to wake up each day and I'm just going to read one verse. That's it. just going to read one verse. And slowly that one verse becomes two, which becomes three, which becomes four. And then all of a sudden you've read a whole chapter and you've proven it to yourself that you're the kind of person who gets up to read your Bible and make that a priority. See, this is the power of focusing on the person that you're becoming. This is the power of proving it to yourself that you can become the person that God has called you to be. See, there's going to be a few things that you can pick up at our next step page, as Chris mentioned. But one of those things is an exercise that we introduced last year to our church of how to choose one word for the year. Now, as you think through this, there's a few steps that I want you to spend some time on. So I think this is really important. And for, I know for me personally and for our family, this has become an invaluable practice over the last several years to focus on one thing. And the first thing is this, is to just prepare your heart. This is what Proverbs four says. Give careful thought to where you're going, where God wants you to go. Who does God want you to become in 2023? What, what is the kind of parent that God wants you to be? The kind of boss, the kind of employee, the kind of friend. Working through these questions, what, what in my life needs to change? What's blocking me from where I want to be in life? What's blocking me from where God wants me to be in life? Here's a great question to ask. At the end of 2023, if you looked more like Jesus than you do today, what changed? What changes happened in your life? What practices began in your life? Maybe you need to grow in a spiritual discipline. Maybe you need to become calmer in life. Maybe there's something you need to let go of. What is it that God wants you to focus on in 2023? 23. Now you're ready for the next step. And that is discovering your one word. See, for me, my word for 2023 is the word pause. I found that over this last several years that my life has become pretty hectic. My kids, as they're getting older, have tons of activities. We have four teenagers in the house now. So we are running in a bazillion different directions. Our calendar is overwhelming at different times. And in that, I've I've moved away from pausing throughout the day just to just to pray, to reflect. And so over the last several months, this word of just pausing, of just stopping throughout my day, of just reminding myself that God is with me, uh, of bringing requests to God, uh, of being present in relationships with the person across the table from me. And so for me, my word, when I say God, what is it that you want me to focus on in 2023, this word of pause? Now, I'll be honest. Here's Here's one of the ways that I often know that I have found the right word for me. It's the last word that I want to focus on for the year. So if you find yourself saying, I really don't want to focus on that, that's probably the place that God wants to grow you in. That's probably the thing God wants you to focus on. So asking God, this is step two. Asking God, what is it that you want me to focus on? Asking for clarity, listening. Maybe for you, you're, trying to, you're having a hard time. You could ask your spouse, you could ask a friend. Hey, if I grew over this next year and became more like Christ, what would that look like? What would I focus on? I can guarantee you if you're not sure what it is, they probably do know what it is. The third thing then is to pick a scripture to go with your word. What's one scripture that you can meditate on? To memorize, focus for your whole year, make as your phone wallpaper, put on your desktop computer at work, put on sticky notes on your fridge. If you're not sure how to, how to find this scripture, you can just do a Google search. Just type in what does the Bible say about blank and find a verse that just grabs a hold of you and you can focus on throughout the year. The next step then is sharing your, your word with some close friends, with your spouse, with your family, at your community group, verbalizing it, sharing it on social media, take a picture of your word and post it for other people to see. Maybe you're gonna buy a painting that's gonna remind you of it to, to place around your house because this is the focus for your year. This is the focus of, of what God is calling to you in the next year. And the last step is this, live it, live your word. And, and, and don't worry, if like three days in, you forget it. And it falls off and you've not gotten up on time or you've not done the word. Or for me, with my word being paused, if I find that I'm not pausing, don't beat yourself up. Just start over. It's okay. You have the whole year. You have your whole life because this is so important. This is, it's so easy to miss. I love what Craig Rochelle says. He says, too often, we overestimate what God can do in the short run and we underestimate what God wants to do in the long run. Because make no mistake, if you drop the ball the first week of January on your work, it's okay. But what if you refocused on it and stuck with it, took small steps? At the end of 2023, you would be a different person. You would be coming the person that God wants you to be and created you to become. So as we wrap up today, as we start this new year, What is the one thing, what is the one word that God wants you to focus on in 2023? What is the one thing that you need to grow in this coming year to look more like Christ?